Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. And welcome to Monsters University, everybody. Uh, let's start it off with an evil laugh. Set the tone. Excellent. So tonight is episode ten, and we are here with ooh, we are here with the class unknown, uh, minus Mel, unfortunately. Uh, but we have Lily Violet filling in. Um, so let's introduce everybody. Oops, over here. Starting with Violet. Violet October. I. And Lily the Succubus. Awesome, Dahlia. Hello, I am Zizix Lix. Div. I am Girlbot Div. I play Bender. Ricky. I'm Ricky XX Rails, and I am Chaz, the Frankenstein monster. And Roxy. I'm Roxy Moth. I play Camilla the Thunder. Awesome, and I'm Jane Judge. I'll be your dungeon master tonight. Uh, this is a homebrew, horny, monsters-themed game uh, called Monsters University. It's a D10 modified system, and uh, it is not for people under the age of 18. We're going to be going into some adult themes tonight, uh, including a beach episode. So there will be beach titties. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so. When we last left Class Unknown, you had just had your first day of school. You saw the classrooms, you toured the campus, you went to the biker garage, you banged a tentacle delivery monster, you know, normal first day of school stuff. And um, it's been a week now. School goes by fast. You've been to all your classes, oceanomics, you know, history of monsters, uh, history of humans, all that kind of stuff. Um, and now it is time for spring break, and you've received an invitation to Wade Namazzi's family castle off the coast of Argentina, and you all are preparing to attend. Um, we have seen some of our monsters already leave for this event last week. Um, Chasworth, Bender, and Lily all packed up their swimsuits and hopped on a tentacle monster with their partners and their friends and banged their way to Argentina. <laughs> so now we get to see our other monsters do the same. So, uh, Camilla, let's move to your dorm room. Ooh. Tell us, uh, you're packing for spring break. What's going on in there? Well, you know I gotta have my duffel bag full of stuff, right? Of course. I gotta pack my swimsuit. I gotta pack those leftover cannolis from last session. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Everyone really good stuff. I, I got some Lil Wayne blaring on the jukebox. <laughs> oh, okay. Getting I don't have Lil Wayne. Pumped up to travel. <laughs> okay. What kind of clothes are you packing? Um, you know, there will be a formal event and also beachwear. Ooh. Well, if there's going to be beachwear, you know, I got to bring my swim trunks. Perfect. Yeah. Bright blue with flames on them. Blue I love it. I love flames. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then give me, give me like the most sparkly dress you have. 
Okay, sleek sparkly or poofy sparkly? Sleek sparkly. Okay. Like sparkly. I love it. Maybe yeah. it's like a deep midnight blue, almost black. Yeah, let's go with that. Love it. Okay. Um, you also have invited uh, Florian, um, who is a harpy, and she comes by your room. Camilla. I wait just a second. I don't want to appear too eager. Sneak over to the door and open it up. She peeks in. This is her first glimpse of your room. What's it like in here? Is it clean? Is it messy right now? I'm packing to travel, so it's probably messy. Oh, a lot of clothes in here. A lot of toys, too. Yeah, you see anything you want to play with? I'm more excited to see what made it into your bag. There will be time for that once we get there. All right, well, <clears throat> she's got like a little rolly suitcase. And she like sets it next to her. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little nervous about the travel. I heard about the delivery monster. I think we'll make it in one piece. Yeah. If anything you, uh... happens, I got thunder and I got lightning and I got your back. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready. I uh, bought all my beach outfits and I bought something formal, although um, I've never been to anything like this, a, a big wedding. I didn't know which camera to bring, so I just brought all of them. Well, it sounds like you packed everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Let's go. Can't wait. All right. The two of you head off to Wade's garden to meet the delivery monster. And we over to Zizix's room. Tell me about what you're packing. What are you up to? Uh, my room is a complete mess. I am frantically packing, throwing things all over the room. Um, I have long balloons just flying everywhere, making sure that they get into the bag. I have water guns, um, I have multiple clown slash platform shoes ready. Um, I'd be sure to pack my platform Doc Martin sandals, as well as my all black strappy one piece bathing suit. Uh, with lots of pickaboos and gold chain accents, and uh, lots of sunscreen. Perfect. Okay. Lots of pale foundation and sunscreen. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. So, <clears throat> you are packing, and you know you're doing a few last minute like. Um, I don't know, animal balloons, <laughs> and so that you can put them in your suitcase, and you hear a little at your window. I slowly, confused, go peek and see who it is. There's a little bat at the corner of your windowsill, and it's just like scratching the glass with a claw. Oh, who could this be? And I slide the window open just a tiny bit. It sort of sneaks its way in, and um, the bat 
dives off of your windowsill and almost at you. You're a little like taken aback at this, mm -hmm. the audacity of this bat to come in your room and leap at you. And just before it hits the floor, it goes whoo, and it turns into Samal. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I wasn't sure if anyone else was invited, so I didn't want to, you know, walk into the hallway. Oh my goodness. I wasn't expecting you. What? Why not? It's today, right? We leave today. But uh, yeah, for, forgot, forgot they were coming too. Um, uh, are you all packed? Uh, yeah. You see, Samel's got a little messenger bag with, I don't know, maybe one spare outfit and then like three um, Instax cameras around their, their, um, there's one hanging around their neck. There's one sort of like strapped to a belt. Are you sure? Are you sure that's all you're going to need? Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Am I, am I missing something? A formal outfit? Beachwear? <laughs> yeah, I'm set. I look down at my big pile of uh, clusterfuck and uh, look at his and just shrug. Okay. And kind of sit on my suitcase and try and force it closed. Oh, wait. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. He reaches into their pocket and pulls out a pair of aviators. For vacation. Something a little different. What do you think? Yep. I love them. That's, that's definitely what was missing. All right. Well, let's go. Head out the room. Okay, so you all head to the garden, and you've traveled by a delivery monster before, or you've received a delivery. You haven't traveled. Uh, you assume it will be more of the same. However, you've got about five hours for this trip. So um, the two of you are sharing a, a delivery monster. It reaches four or five tentacles up to grab um, backpacks and suitcases and messenger bags and anything everybody brought. Um, and then it reaches four tentacles up, one towards each of you. How do you approach it this time? <laughs> Probably blushing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> so each of you get to choose whether you want to roll a fight or a flirt roll. Uh, when you're interacting with this tentacle to see how it goes. So I assume this blushing would be a flirt roll. Yes. Where's the page? Do you need your character sheet? Yeah, going through the, the tabs. It's from the top. Go. Oh, there it is. for you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, it looks different. Wait. Whoa. I don't know. If, is this right? Can you see this? No, I can't see what's on your screen right now. It's black and usually it's not this. Oh yeah. It, so it popped Wait. up on my screen. Here, yeah, you have to hit edit sheet directly. I've never seen it this way before. Oh my gosh. Oh no. You've got it somehow transformed into a regular character sheet. Mm, okay, close that. Let me try and pop it up to you one more time. 
Oh no. Okay, well, is it this? Do I? No. Um, <laughs> I'll have to go in and fix that. Oh, there it is. There it is. This right? Yes, there you are. Okay, flirt. There we go. My God. And a pretty successful one at that in 18. So you approach this tentacle monster and uh, it doesn't appear to recognize you, but it seems very receptive to your embrace. Um, what do you do with it? Um, really? You don't remember me? <laughs> well, there were a few delivery monsters sent. This appears to not be the same one. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, not all delivery monsters know each other. <laughs> I guess I wasn't aware there was multiple. Um, no, I think I just flirt a little back and move on. Okay. Yeah. It reaches its tentacle around your waist and slowly picks you up and moves you towards the, um, the pond and uh, prepares to draw you underneath the water. Uh, Camilla, how do you approach your tentacle? I notice Florian looks a little bit nervous, so I kind of take her arm and motion her in the direction of the tentacle monster. Okay. Florian sort of hesitantly approaches it and looks back at you. And she just like reaches out to touch it like this. It's all right, you can touch it. Okay, Florian is gonna roll a <laughs> flirt. <laughs> Ooh, a 17, not bad. Ooh. So she reaches out to touch the tentacle monster and uh, when she puts her hand on it, um, it sort of recoils from the feathers at first and then reaches back and kind of envelops them in the little suckers on the end of the tentacle and Florian does a little shiver. Ooh, this is gonna be fun. After you, my dear. Okay, a second tentacle reaches out to grab you, Camilla. How do you react? Mm. I wanna flirt with the tentacle too. Everyone else is doing it. <laughs> okay, let's see what you roll. Remind me how to get roll going. Okay, let me pop up your character sheet. Okay, it should pop up right there. Am I clicking the wrong thing? Yeah, just click the, the word itself. I don't see my character sheet. Oh no. Uh oh, this I is the same thing. What's going on today? <laughs> I will simply pull it up myself. There we go. Ooh, a 10. Okay. So this doesn't go poorly for you, but it doesn't go quite as well as you expect. So what happens when the tentacle reaches for you? You tell me. I'm not the tentacle monster. Okay. Um,. Would your stone be cold at this time in the morning? Um, probably a little bit, a little bit chilly. Okay. Uh, maybe the tentacle monster reaches out to you and uh, it sort of puts one tentacle around your leg and uh, tries to crawl up it a little bit. And then um, you can feel it shivering a little bit cold as it tries to pull you towards the water. Um, but it's still trying to reach and wrap around your leg and move up towards it. It's just moving much more slowly and shivering a little. 
I'll kneel down and stroke it a little bit to warm it up. Okay, that appears to be working. <laughs> okay, so Samil, seeing the three of you um, approach it with this flirtatious nature, is also going to roll a flirt roll. Another 17. Okay. So Samil moves towards it and um, they sort of hold their hands out and then touch it a little bit and wrap their arms around it. And he gets like a leg over and is almost like riding it like a horse. And it lifts him up and moves him towards the water. Um, okay. So Zizix, one more roll with the monster. It is uh, reaching its way up your leg. Um, pushing its tentacle up the side of your skirt. Do you approach it with another flirt roll? Yes. Okay, let's see how it goes. 18. Okay. Mm -hmm. Before the tentacle monster plunges you beneath the top of the water, uh, what are you in it doing? <laughs> well, I thought I was just hanging out waiting for everybody else. Um, maybe giving in a few strokes there, kind of in a, a, a relaxed state. It's very responsive to these strokes. It's trying to push against your hand, getting you to touch it a little harder. Um, I'd probably do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you and this tentacle are heavy petting, it sort of pulls you beneath the, the surface of the water and the necklace that Wade gave you activates and you can breathe beneath the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, and next to you, you see Samil also being pulled beneath the ocean. And uh, he looks like he is sort of engaged with the tentacle. He's got it in its mouth a little bit. Oh, okay. So. I grip on tighter and I probably try and reach to see if I could, uh, like graze his arm or something so we can both be uh, intertwined with each of our tentacles. He reaches out and locks elbows with you and the two of you enjoy your tentacles beneath the water. <laughs> Love it. Um, Camilla, how are you going to engage the tentacle before it pulls you beneath the water? Um, it's got you lifted up now and you can feel it shivering a little bit, but you've been warming it up and it's squiggling against you. I should probably hold on pretty tight if we're going underwater. I sink like a rock. True, true. Okay, <laughs> is that a fight roll to hang on extra tight? That's what I was hoping for. Let's do it. A 20. You absolutely nail it. You hang on and you are not letting go of this tentacle. So uh, how are you gripping it as you slide beneath the waves? I'm just going to wrap my arms around it the old-fashioned way. Maybe I can hump it a little bit while we go. <laughs> okay. It pushes back at you and forms a little almost like uh, cartilage bone beneath. So you have something to push against. You see Florian, um, her tentacle brings her closer to you as well. 
and she is uh, fully engaged with this tentacle. It's like stroking the base of her wings, and she's like, <laughs> as you guys uh, go beneath the ocean. Okay, and it's about a five-hour journey to get to Castle Namatsi. So you enjoy yourselves thoroughly. You are spent and engaged in round two, three, however many you can make it. <laughs> um, and after this five-hour journey, um, you go a little bit deeper beneath the ocean. There's like the beautiful like, light blue sea of the, um, that's the Atlantic Ocean, right, I think, <laughs> off the coast of Argentina. Um, and you move towards an island and you see your tentacle monster suddenly kind of shift and go deeper beneath the ocean. You sink 200, 300, 400 feet. You feel your ears pop with the pressure and you approach this beautiful underwater globe. It's like a snow globe and you can see there's air and a beach, dry sand on the inside. And the tentacle monster moves closer you uh, breach the side of this air bubble and it sort of plops you onto the sand with all of your suitcases and stuff. And um, here you are on the beach uh, about 200, 300 yards from the foot of Castle Namatsi, this like opalescent, shiny um, pearl underwater castle that's carved from the coral and the pearl of the, the bedrock here. Um, and you can see it's sort of uh, set into a bigger temple, which is crumbling and older. Um, and there's another smaller temple off to the side, which looks much newer. Um, but you were all led up to Castle Namatsi. Um, everybody else, Chaz, uh, Bender, and Lily, you're also here with your partners. And you all rush inside of the castle. Um, you meet the king, whose name is... King Joaquin Namatsi, and he greets you all and tells you to make yourselves comfortable and feel at home here. And uh, Wade, who is the prince of this castle, brings you to the corridor with all of the rooms that you're <coughs> staying in. Um, and he drops you off and each of you choose a room. We have uh, Wade and Chaz are staying in his childhood bedroom, which is uh, a beautiful room painted with scenes of above the water. Um, nothing from underwater there. Uh, we've got Bender and Sarah staying in the octopus room full of tentacles and uh, little pillows the shape of octopus beaks. <laughs> we have Lily and Professor Ayard staying in the pearl room. The bed is like a big clam that opens and the pillows are all round and satin like pearls. Um, Camilla and Florian, what kind of room are you drawn to? Uh, as you walk past the hallway, there's a squid room, a room with fountains in it, a wave room with a little pool in it. There's a room decorated with seahorses and the walls are textured like little ribs. Um, you can choose one of those or make up your own. I like the sound of the room with the pool in it. Okay. Uh, so you and Florian move towards the wave room. Uh, Florian wheels her little suitcase behind her, and you bring your duffel bags full of toys, uh, clinking a little bit with the metal uh, on metal. And um, you walk in, and there's like a pool the length of the room, and it's got like a little window to the outside, so you can see the beach and people playing outside. Uh, and the wave pool has like a standing wave that moves back and forth 
So it kind of provides a rocking motion if you're laying in it. Um, and the bed is a big water bed. It's like square and made of vinyl and looks very wiggly if you lay on it. <laughs> I'd be worried I might pop it. Oh yeah, well, it's only one way to find out. Florian hops on, test it. I'll, I'll crawl up on it after her. Ooh. Take her into my arms. I better test it pretty thoroughly, huh? I guess we'll have to. It's gonna hold us all night. We've got a few minutes before everyone's gonna meet back at the beach. What toys did you bring? Well, I'll reach for my duffel bag and I'll pull out a few, a little line of, of monster dildos and then some bondage gear maybe a whip in there somewhere okay all your basics cover all the bases florian sees you lay it all out and she walks past and um she picks up a pair of handcuffs out of your bondage equipment and um, she picks out a medium whip something that would sting quite a bit and she hands them over to you and then she says Use these. And then the small monster dildo. What is that one? Purple with a scaly texture. Yes. <laughs> Almost like a dragon. I like it. Maybe it even is a dragon tail. She offers you her hands to put in the handcuffs. Mm, eager and willing. And you have good taste in toys. Yes, well. Close the handcuffs around your wrists behind your back. Now you get to choose. Mm. Well, if the girl knows what she wants, I mean, I'll just bend her over and go to town with that whip she picked out, I guess. Okay. And as we hear little cries of pain and pleasure, <laughs> doo -doo, we move over to, let's take a peek into Bender and Sarah's room. Uh, you're in the octopus room. Uh, maybe Sarah is cuddled up among like a big long tentacle pillow. Oh, yeah, I could stay here all night. I know we're going to meet on the beach in a minute, but come snuggle me for a second. Absolutely. I've been waiting to do this since, well, since we met. It's been a lot of That's anticipation, right. I gotta say. It's nice to be able to touch you now. Agreed. And you can travel. If it weren't for the fact that you hadn't seen a beach in forever, I'd say we could just stay in bed. Yeah, I'm really excited. I uh, haven't been swimming in, oh, I don't know, 15 years. You see Sarah's ghostly form sort of floats a few inches above the bed, and then she lands back down on it. Feels so good to touch stuff. I can imagine. It's like the ultimate denial when you're just there as a spirit and not able to taste. Or Can you taste with that mouth? I mm. mean, when you have. Let's find out. 
She like reaches up your thigh. Let me see. I want to have a taste. Oh yeah. Let me just uh, bats a few like of the the worms away and <laughs> beetle. <laughs> Absolutely. Mmm. Tastes like the grave. Give your thigh a little bite. Oh, girl. You keep doing that. Maybe we won't go to the beach after all. We can just mm, possess each other. Yeah, we got some time right now. And she um, pushes her hand sort of into your flesh. You feel it possessing the muscles of your leg, uh, moving them up a little bit. Bender is like showing off her flexibility, like like going up and like all the way back as she's uh, tensely. Ooh, you're incredible. I can show you more. Yeah, please do. <laughs> she scoops a leg around and like just pulls her close. And all right, we hear some very ghostly uh, moans coming from the octopus room. <laughs> we fade away. Let's go see. Um, do 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 do. Let's see Zizix and Samel next. What sort of room do you want to stay in? Uh, you're walking past, you see a fountain room, a squid-themed room, a room with ridges on the walls like a seahorse. I would like the fountain room because that's a lot of uh, water supply for my water guns. Mm, okay. So you walk into the fountain room and it's round. And in the dead center, you see like a round layered tiered fountain. And it's just got like... Um, little spouts uh, down to the next tier and like a pleasant little of water the whole time you're there. I run over with water gun in hand, uh, dunk it in the water to fill it up and I turn around real fast and uh, shoot Samil in the stomach. Just, you know, quick little flirty squirts. <laughs> Samil uh, brings the bags in and sets them down on the bed and turns around, and at this point you are squirting in. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I've been shot! And he like falls onto the bed dramatically. Nye, run over, concerned. Um, oh my gosh, are you okay? I straddle him. Yeah, I, I think I probably need a nurse. Are you a nurse? Um, I, th I think I brought that outfit. <laughs> One <laughs> second. And I just go find like a nurse, one of those nurse hats, um, and go back to him. Will this do? And then I don't know, feel his pulse. <laughs> uh, you feel his pulse. Uh, you feel nothing. He's undead. There is no blood flow. Uh, oh, an emergency! My heart stopped. You're too beautiful. Um. I blush, uh, maybe stroke down his arms uh, and place his hands on my stomach and uh, like lead him to my chest, but stop before we get there. Okay, he hesitates when you stop. Uh, can I? I smile and nod. He reaches up a little higher and squeezes you. You're gonna have to offer me mouth to mouth, I think. CPR, right? <laughs> I suppose, and I bend down and uh, start making out with him. 
they reach up and entangle their hands in your hair behind your head. And uh, you hear a little honk honk. <laughs> Let's go to Wade's bedroom. Wade and Chaz are cuddling in the big bed. Um, the bed is made up with like trees as the headboard and almost like it's inside of a forest in this like landscape. And then the ceiling is covered in uh, stars. Mm. Well, I think we'll probably um, cuddled up, maybe smoking a little bit of the hydrangea or whatever in a little pipe, you know, and talking about stuff as we look at the top mantelpiece. Wade's got like a little pipe made out of a seashell and you're <laughs> passing it back and forth. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> this is uh, from the baking competition that I won when I was younger. You see, it's like a little pie stuffy. <laughs> wow, it's like you knew what you wanted to do all the way back then. Yeah, um, you know, I've always been into gardening, but not really underwater plants, the above ground stuff. And, uh, you know. It kind of seems that way with everything. You seem to have been obsessed with the above, out of the water. Yeah. I knew I never really wanted to stay here. It's uh, it's not for me. It's, uh, you know, my family likes it here. You know, let me know if you ever change your mind. I can, you know, hit up a graveyard here. I can have some flippers, you know, in two days or so. I could be running around. Yes, uh, you're very flexible. and Maybe that would be helpful someday. <laughs> but uh, I think I want to go back to the university. Finish my degree. Absolutely. Do you mean, do you know what you want to do after you get your degree and stuff? Like, what's your, what are your thoughts? What's your thoughts? Well, this will be my third degree. So I think I will get another. Five sounds like a good number. I'm, I'm sensing you just, you like the university a lot. Is that, is that the plan? I don't know. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm comfortable. And I like you. I don't want to leave here. You see, I'm starting to sound like my old dad talking about all these plans and futures and things. I need to relax. Yes. I need to get out of here. When do we leave? Oh, we just got here. <laughs> yeah, relax. We gotta take some time and see the wedding. And, you know, I guess meet with your sister and dad somewhere. Oh, yes. You will like my sister. She is a wild one. Oh, he's much better at the courtroom drama than I. <laughs> well, enough about my family. What about you? I do love these new legs you've got. And he, like, strokes all the way up them. You're wearing your shorty shorts. Yeah? The shortest shorts I have. Well, <laughs> these, and I'm, like, flexing them up, and I'm, like, you know, stretch them out, do a little, like, puree or whatnot in there. <laughs> These shorts, they are not short enough. I need more. He's like trying to unbutton them. <laughs> I'm gonna like, you know, pretend like I'm trying to stop him from, you know, getting him to roll away more than stuff. Like, oh, stop, stop. <laughs> stop. Oh. Well, I'll pursue you across the bed. And he like crawls up towards you. Please, please take them off. Oh, if you ask nicely like that, I guess so. 
<laughs> Unless we start on button. Wade like wiggles off your shorts and uh, he's like, oof, oof, oof. <laughs> you hear lots of very Italian noises coming from the bedroom. <laughs> we move over to Lily and the professor. Um, professor Ayard is smearing a second layer of sunscreen on his pale, empiric skin. Um, he is wearing a big hat and has like kind of an old timey swimsuit, um, you know, the kind that men have with like the stripy top. <laughs> it's my favorite mental image ever what do you think offer, I think you look amazing <laughs> and maybe that you need some help getting your back position oh, um, of course you turn around and it's like white 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 and then like a big patch in the middle that he's missed so like softly basically at this point now giving just a massage with the sunscreen Ooh, that's nice. It's um, been a long time since I went on vacation. Are you just always at the university now? Well, it's been 300 years since I've been a professor there. So it's been 250 since I had a vacation. That can we cannot have that keep going like that. You have to get out more. You're right. Maybe this You're is what I was lacking. You've been feeling uninspired, so you should just go on more trips with me. I would follow you anywhere. Across the ocean, under the sea, you inspire me. When we get back up to the surface, there's um, a brothel. I mean, um, a, a, a nightclub that <laughs> I could take you to. Really? In Vegas? Mm -hmm. And you've been there? Yeah. It's a really pretty succubus. I think you would like her. He like folds up his legs on the edge of the bed and brings you closer, holding your hands. Tell me every detail I must know about her. What do you remember? She's really good at getting you to talk. <laughs> Mostly because her hands feel very good. She can pull like anything out of you. Yes. I'd probably pull some really nice. Ooh. And where did she put her hands? On you. <laughs> Everywhere. Ooh. Shall we? We had friends around, so okay. <laughs> Okay, yep. The same kind of like grabby emotions that were happening as I was like getting her to talk to me, just like and like all, kissing almost or like being almost right up in his face and hands kind of just going places. Oh, you seem to have learned a few things. He like sort of slowly puts his hand onto your side, seeing how you react to it. Um, attempting to hide excited panic. Attempting to sun somehow like keep a little bit of 
control of like the grabbing. He touches you on the side a little and then puts his hand back to his side. No, I like it better when you do it. Don't stop. Does not stop. Hands <laughs> going farther south to the front. Okay. And you and the professor spend a steamy half hour together. Everyone's having a steamy few minutes. Um, and then you all meet up back on the beach. <laughs> So I want to hear everybody's beach outfits before we head to break. Anyone want to start? <coughs> oh, you're muted, physics. Doc Martin platform sandals and my one-piece black bathing suit with lots of peekaboos and gold chains to accent. Okay, how's your hair done up for the beach? Uh, I'd say some space buns. I love it. Okay. Um, Samel wears um, like a pair of board shorts and then like a little, um, what do you call those like t-shirts that are like a, a surfing t-shirt? You're supposed to wear it in the water. Like a wetsuit? Sort of like a wetsuit, but just like a t-shirt. Like a, It's like a surf guard or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll they have oh, they have coordinated to the same colors as your outfit. So it's like black and like there's a little peekaboo on the side. What's Chaz like your outfit? <laughs> oh, uh, Chaz is wearing a like um, Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned, showing off with a bunch of the different like stitch marks and things from his chest being re-sewn up. Uh, he's got on... Um, jean shorts but they're like cutoffs and they're like super super short and showing off the legs and stuff still with some flip-flops and um maybe some like those aviators that like have like the glasses part that comes up you know kind of thing he's got that going on okay wade is in legs mode and he's wearing just like a little um skirt tie thing that goes around the side so that he can easily change into mermaid mode um Wade's legs can stitch together and turn into like a beautiful orangey red scaled tail. So not much at all. Mm. What is Camilla wearing to the beach? Your board shorts? Um, yeah, give me the board shorts. Um, no corset. And without the corset, you can see kind of a tribal tattoo design on my side. Um, hair up in a nice long ponytail kind of flowing down my back. Barefoot, topless. Okay, cool. That is very much the vibe here. There are lots of monsters in varying states of dress and undress. Most of the mermaid people who are here uh, wear just like the little side tie skirt like Wade is wearing. So lots of people have just that on. I didn't think anyone would object. Um, let's see, Florian is wearing a like one piece red um, Speedo swimsuit, like a lifeguard. How about Lily? What is your beach outfit? A uh, little triangle bikini with black trim, pale pink with little bats everywhere, a see-through kind of black half skirt that ties on the side, and really, really, really tall black platform heels on a beach. 
I love it. Very practical. You see the professor in an equally practical long black robe that covers all the way down to his feet. Uh, how about Bender? What's your beach gear for today? Uh, Bender is wearing an assortment of bandages. Um, just kind of like has bandages like, you know, as a bottom, as a top, and then just like holding various parts together. Um, but they're like nice silken bandages that she may have robbed from somewhere. Okay, cool. Uh, you see Sarah wearing the same thing Sarah is always wearing, her ghostly outfit she dyed in, jeans and a t-shirt. All right, cool. So everyone heads out to the beach and we will find out what you see in just a few minutes. Let's go ahead and take five minutes. All right, cool. See you monsters in a minute. Hello, monsters. Uh, we are back and we're in the middle of a beach episode. Everyone has just described their swimsuits and showed up on the beach with their plus ones. And um, as you all walk to the beach, you see um, just sort of a huge expansive beach around the sides of this big uh, dome of air underwater. Um, and people are playing beach volleyball. People are surfing. Um, there's a weightlifting competition. There's a beauty pageant and a muscle pageant. Um, there's a bikini competition for best bikini. There's people who look like they're starting out um, stretching and getting ready for a duathlon, like a marathon and swimming race. Um, there's people playing blitz ball just outside of the dome, which is like an underwater water polo kind of game. They're like tossing a soccer ball around, and <coughs> doing flips underwater and kicking it. Um, and uh, Wade meets up with all of you walks in with Chasworth on his arm and says, hey, hey, you all want to play any of the sports? Hang out with people here. Um, they're pretty much pickup games, so you can go and, uh, you know, ask to join anything. I'm down for volleyball. Ah, you play some volleyball. Come on, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was on my high school's volleyball team, and... Uh, it's really good for the glutes, so figured why not. Oh, yes. Wade gives you a little like up down as you walk over to the volleyball team. <laughs> Booty workouts, I'm in. It's going to like lumber in that direction. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, come on. Everyone want to play? Yeah, let's have a good old time. Yeah. I'll play. Okay, cool. So you all walk over and your plus ones kind of sit at the edge of the volleyball court. And you see um, there's two teams playing against each other, um, two versus three. They've got an uneven match right now. And um, they wave, uh, you see it's mostly mermen and then there's one sort of like fishier um, swamp monster kind of looking creature with like fins between its uh, fingers and like gills that stay visible even when it's in human mode. One of the mermen waves to you and it's like, hey, you want to play? <laughs> Can we join you? Absolutely. He looks at his friends. The five of us, the five of you. Perfect. <clears throat> okay. 
<laughs> they sort of get into position, uh, two of them up at the net and three of them back in the like uh, volleyball section. And one of them serves the ball over to you. Who goes for it? I guess I will. <laughs> okay. Zizix, give us either a fight or a flight roll, depending on whether you're just going to leap for it or you're going to try and use cunning or a little trick or strategy. A five. Unfortunately, the ball sails past you, and uh, you were there in the right spot just a moment too late. Um, the ball sails past you and bounces on the sand. And uh, one of the mermen reaches up a hand and calls it back with like a little burst of yellow light. And it flies back into their hand. Next point. <laughs> they serve it over again. I'll go for it. All right, come on guys, let's go. <laughs> okay, Chaz, let's bring you new legs out for a dive. Uh, fight or flight roll. Flight, a 12. Okay, that's enough to hit the ball. It's not yeah. a spectacular hit, but you make it uh, back towards the rest of your teammates. Uh, you want to tell that. us? Oh, absolutely. Uh, just know. one second. Chaz, tell us what you do for this ball hit. Oh, um, he says, like, for monsters you, and then dives and does a little hit, knocks it up before he hits the ground. Okay, Camilla, you're going for the next hit? Yeah, I want to go for the spike. The spike, okay. Yeah. You can roll us a fight or a flight. Good job, team. 23. <laughs> Camilla, you absolutely nail it. Tell us how you send this back over the net. Uh, I, I told you, I'm going for the spike. I'm going straight for the point. <laughs> okay, so you spike maybe down towards the front area where there's not too yep. many people? Yep. Okay, I'm going to have the other team roll for you to see if they can hit it back. A 10. Uh, they are very thrown by the spike. They weren't ready for you to be so intensely competitive. They dive down and they're trying to send it back, throwing their all on the table, and they just barely get it back across. It's an easy hit. Who's going to go for this one? I go for it. Okay, Lily, roll us a fight or flight. A 30. Okay, tell us how you use your cunning and intellect <laughs> to uh, pop this back up. Um, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot of volleyball terms, but I will attempt to hit it at somebody who I don't think is paying as close of attention as they should. Okay, so you're going to send it right back over the net. Okay. Mm -hmm. An unexpected move, and they were absolutely not ready for that. I'm going to roll, but I don't think there's any way that they can possibly hit it back to you. A 10 again. Uh, yeah. You caught them completely unaware. You hit it right in the back corner of the volleyball area. And uh, it's a point for you. It's now one to one. Okay, match point. Um, they serve it back towards you. It's a pretty easy serve. Who's gonna go for this one? I'll try. Oh, okay. So you both come for this one. Uh, <laughs> you roll either a fight or flight, both of you, and we'll see how it turns out. You both rolled a 17. 
uh, perfect hit back. Uh, you going out of... booty first. <laughs> Just gonna like try to bounce up and hit it with my ass. Perfect. Maybe I can like lunge you up and you can like. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. The ass, my ass in the air. <laughs> Works perfectly. Uh, the ball bounces and you see a little boink, boink, boink in the butt. <laughs> Uh, so someone needs to send this back over the net. It's been set up perfectly. It is like a little arc up to the front of the net. Who's gonna come for it? I'll take it. Camilla comes in for the end. <laughs> this is why they call her the Thunder. Spike that shit. <laughs> okay, Camilla, what do you do? Um, I went for the spike last time, so this time I try to be at least a little bit more subtle about it and hit it kind of off to the side a little bit. Okay, they were caught completely unprepared again. Uh, you guys seem to have completely hustled them out of their volleyball game here. <laughs> let's see, let's see. 13. Yeah, they can't get it. Uh, it touches the edge of the volleyball court and they're like, oh, you win. Nice one. Uh, can we buy you a round of drinks? That sounds Hell great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Hey, hang out here. We'll be right back. <laughs> and they go over to like a little tiki bar, and uh, you can see them ordering 15 strawberry daiquiris. <laughs> good taste. Good taste. You all have a little uh, line of cheering people on the edge, like, yeah, you did it. You kicked their butts. <laughs> Squat down and just like start flexing and just show it off. I go around and high five everyone. Woo! High fives! Yeah, bender booty. Good job, team. That's what I like to see. You're an excellent coach. <laughs> Violet, we can't hear you. Those were really good rolls. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Y'all nailed it. Okay, the team leader of the other front group brings over a bunch of daiquiris and hands one to all of you and all of the people waiting on the side, too. Hey, everybody, it's a Namatsu party. The drinks are free and the beach is full of people. It's going to be a fun one today. <laughs> Happy to be here. Cheers, everybody. To the Namatsis. To the Namatsis. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, my <laughs> Awesome. So y'all are chugging strawberry daiquiris, getting a little more relaxed. Uh, was there another sport or competition that y'all wanted to enter? I want to go challenge some people in the weightlifting area. Okay. I bet I can do more push-ups than they can. I bet you can. <laughs> Arms made of stone. Okay, so you head over to the weightlifting area, and there's um, a couple of people with like a bench and a bar that they're using for like um, power lifting competitions to see who can put the most weights on. There's like a, an area where people are have like the weight pole and the mat, so they're doing like you know free lifting. Um, I don't know what other sort of weight competition. There's somebody who's like lifting a big rock. There's a really big boulder. People are taking turns lifting. <laughs> And there's somebody who's like got a, a, a log, like a tree stump, like 10 feet long. And there's like a competition to throw it as far as you can. Ooh, I want to enter that. Okay. So you walk over to the log toss. 
Uh, is anyone else interested in entering one of these uh, weight competitions? I'll play cheerleader. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and encourage uh, weight to enter it. You're going to try and what? Sorry. Oh, I'm trying to get weight to enter it. Oh, which <laughs> one do you want weight to go into? Um, the bolder one. I've seen you with like you know, big things before. Like, oh, yeah. oh but the rock is being lifted. You want to see some monsters being lifted? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Truth test. You say that, and it appears out of nowhere. <laughs> there are three big, strong monsters, um, sort of posing. There's like a Hulk character, and there's like a, um, maybe like a, a monster that's like half tiger, half human, like a Rakshasa who's like, uh, yes, uh, let's do a lifting competition. Can you lift me? And like leans over and expects you, Zizix, to lift her up. Um, I, I'm just a cheerleader. I'm here to cheer y'all on. Um, but I'm sure there's someone with actual muscles that can help you out here. Camilla? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the Rakshasa monster like leans over like, oh, who will lift me? I am too big. There's no one who is strong enough. <laughs> ah, no volunteers <laughs> and the Rakshasa sort of like flips her tiger hair and walks away okay uh, Camilla what competition did you want to enter log throwing okay you walk over to the log throwing and there is a monster who looks kind of like a beaver like long teeth who is like chewing down on one of the logs, um, trying to make it a little bit less weight. And there's like a big one, a medium one, and the beaver is editing a small one right now. Um, and there's like somebody who looks like a lumberjack, um, like Paul Bunyan, a little tiny blue pig next to him. Uh, he's got like a you know red flannel on. And there's another, let's see, there is a demon who is like got squiggly red horns. And they're like, all right. <clears throat> I don't know if any of us could even do the small one. All right, everyone for the log throwing competition. No new competitors? Uh, I'm down. <laughs> yes, you with the stone arms. Come, a real competitor. Who's gonna take me on? The Paul Bunyan kind of character uh, comes over and is like, I bet I can. And uh, their arms look pretty big, uh, but they're human muscle, not stone. I reach out to shake their hand and, and ask if they want to bet 20 bucks. They're like, ha, 20 bucks. Let's do 40. Make it interesting. You're on. Okay. They give you a hearty handshake. And I'm like, all right, small log first. What do you say? Oh, come on, Beef. It's short enough. And after you. Okay. And he does like a big Super Saiyan yell and picks up the log and is like, ha, yeah. And he throws it and it makes it, let's see, how many feet? Ooh, it's a good one. He throws the small log 24 feet. All right. 
I guess I roll a fight then. Yeah, you can roll a fight or you can roll a flight if you have maybe like a fancy footwork thing you want to do to try and toss it or something. Oh, you know I'm just going to brute force it. <laughs> I like to give you the option. 19. It's a little short. He says, yeah, yeah, but this was your first time. All right, best two out of three. Come on, throw it again. All right, I take a second to compose myself, deep breath in, and this time I give it a nice hearty bellow when I throw it. Oh, that helps sometimes. Ah, oh, the same distance. It lands right next to the indent that your log made previously. He says, oh, all right, let me see if I can beat it again. Oof, this Paul Bunyan over here is kicking ass. He takes oh, this log strong. and just does like a spin and tosses it and it goes even further than last time. Oh, uh, he's strong. I don't know if I can take him. Sorry, mate, it's practice. This ain't the first log I've thrown. If you know what I mean. Tell me more. Oh yeah? Let me uh, get you a drink, you and your friend here. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll meet you over at the bar. All right, cool. He goes and orders, um, let's see, what's a nice tropical drink? He orders three sex on the beaches. Okay. Good taste. Florian behind you waves a little wing at him. He's like, ooh, he seems like fun. He seems like enough man for both of us. Oh, yeah? Maybe we invite him to our little paradise, paradise in the palace. I kind of put my arm around her and, and signal my agreement. All right, let's get a little more toasted. And the three of you move over to the bar and have a drink and chat. Um, does anyone else want to enter a competition? Chaz, you wanted to enter Wade into the stone picking up competition? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so Wade and another merman are um, up here trying to pick up the stone. Wade is like, oh, all right, but you will probably beat me. The other merman is like, yeah. You don't have a chance. He like kisses his bicep. <laughs> and uh, let's see. This one is Wade, the first one. Go Wade. He rolls a 15. Okay. And his mermaid friend? A 14. Wade got the, the rock up an inch or two higher than the other merman. And he's like, yeah, I'm a champion. <laughs> there you go. I knew you could do it. <laughs> All right, drinks on me. <laughs> Everyone is like, I know you're in the Nazi. <laughs> Wade comes over and he's like, I'm not sure if they tried to lose against me. I hate everyone recognizing me here. I don't, I don't think you would do that. Like when he's doing on purpose, like you, you beat him. You did it, man. Yes, sir. it was a very heavy rock, and I did pick it up. That I'm proud. Of. So high. <laughs> all right and as everyone is chatting and having some drinks you all see um to the left of you a, a bunch of people sort of 
getting out of the water. There's a couple of people yelling, um, but nobody seems too alarmed. People are like, hey, look at that. Um, there's like a shimmery ghost of a human woman that's just off of the coast. And there's like an image of her like reaching and talking, but you can't really hear it over the crash of the ocean. And uh, you see a couple people pointing up at the, the ghostly woman and she seems to be like repeating a message. It like plays maybe 20, 30 seconds and then rewinds back and plays it over again. And then you look to the other side and you see a line of people moving down the coast. They're all in like black hooded robes. And as they reach the, the coastline up at the edge of the water, they shed their robes and each of them pulls off their hood. And they're wearing these like red velvet sashes uh, across their eyes like a blindfold. And each of them has a ball gag in, in this like intricate lingerie uh, with like a seal on the back. And you see them toss off their cloaks and fall backwards into the water. What the hell is happening? <laughs> Wait, what kind of parties do your family host? What? Yes, it's crazy down here. I don't know. Uh, it looks like we could check out one or the other. There's a lot happening right now. That kind of looked like a cult thing. I don't know. I mean, it looked like a cult thing. There's a ghost. There's the cultists. I don't know. <laughs> Sexy cultists look captivated. I'm not going near the cultists. Can <laughs> yeah. we go back to our room? Are we supposed to stay around for this? Hey, you can go wherever you want. Back to your room. You can investigate the cultists. Check out this ghost lady. There's no rules here. So... Um, this is our friend Lily. She's very turned on by danger. If she says it sounds like fun, it means it's violent. <laughs> you see the cultists like one after each other coming into the, the water, shedding their cloak, turning around, falling. Mm -hmm. I want to go hear what this ghost lady has to say. If you say so, I'll be back here, like way back here, trailing <laughs> behind you. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the ghostly does seem a little safer. Let's let's hit her up, see if we can find out what's going on. Okay. Um. Yes. Let's go. I will stay here and uh, hang out with your friends. You will go investigate. <laughs> So uh, how do you approach this like ghostly woman? It's maybe 15, 20 feet off of the coast. So she's above the water. Uh, you can't see her feet. They're sort of um, in the surf. How deep is the water? Um, it's probably about chest deep out there. So you could go stand. I'll take, uh, I'll take my girl up on my shoulders and we'll kind of wade out there. Okay. Slowly. Approach nice and slow. Florian is like, whoop, whoop, okay. I can see everything from up here. <laughs> Does anyone else come with? I want to find, is there like a, a bush or like seagrass anywhere close enough where I can get close and maybe try and hide and get some kind of, you know, information on this ghost, like listen to them? 
Um, yeah, there's like a little kelp forest underwater where you could uh, hide underneath the water maybe and just like have your eyes peeking out. Or on the beach, there's like a, a little um, tiki bar area and you could hide behind the tiki bar on land. I'm going to hide behind the tiki bar. Okay. Lily, you're approaching also? Uh, yeah, I'll hide behind the tiki bar too. Okay, you're hiding behind the tiki bar. Bender, what are you up to? Hiding. Hiding also. Okay, Dahlia? I'm going to be between hiding and there, like maybe just hanging out at the shore while they are uh, going out into the water. Yeah, uh, maybe you're like pacing back and forth, looking like yeah. you're drawing with your feet on the beach or something. Exactly. Okay, so Camilla, you approach the ghostly woman. Uh, you hear her repeating... Um, she says, save us. The walls are crumbling. Do, 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 do. There's like a little static. They're human. They're not mermaid. Do, 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 do. The bomb, it, it went off. The bones, they can't seal it. We will drown. And then she goes back to the beginning and repeats it again. <clears throat> Who is inhuman? Where are you? She doesn't respond. She repeats it again. Human, not mermaid. The bomb went off. Our bones cannot see it. I don't know how to argue with an answering machine. <laughs> okay, you see Florian reaches out her hand to the ghost and tries to touch the apparition, uh, but her hand goes right through it. And um, as it moves through, you see like a little digital kind of uh, projector light underneath her hand. Can we follow the projector or follow the light? Yeah, uh, you look down underneath the ocean. Um, give me a, a flight roll. A seven. You can see the source of the light down there, but you can't really tell what it is. The ocean's really choppy right now, and the waves are kind of crashing. You can't see from above the water here. You'd have to go closer to look. What do you say, Florian? Should we dive? Oh, yeah. I could stand here. She, like, hops off, and you see her... Um, her feathers don't really like getting wet in the water. She has to like dip them and then they stay wet. You stay up here, go get help if anything happens to me. I'm gonna go down and see what's going on. Okay, uh, sounds good. Okay, so you dive beneath the waves, Camilla, um, and yes. you follow the projector light. It's pretty easy now that you've identified it above the water. And you see there's like a little brass ring um, in the sand. It's got like a little um, triangular box on the key ring. And out of that is coming the projector light. Can I pick up the box? Yeah, you reach down and you grab the box. It's attached by a little chain to this key ring. So you pull it and the ring comes with. It's kind of like tangled in some kelp. It's kind of difficult. Do you pull harder? How likely is it to break? 
I guess I can't ask that, can I? Uh, well, you feel the brass of the ring and the chain of the um, that's hooking the, the little projector to the ring. They feel pretty sturdy. They feel old, worn, but not like they're going to crumble. All right, then I'll grab the chain and yank it. Okay, you pull up and uh, you pry it free from the kelp. You feel the little strands breaking as if it's been here for a long time and the, the ocean has sort of grown into it. Uh, you pull it up above the ocean. And when you get above, you see this key ring. It's got one key on it. It's got like a little label, but you can't really read it. It's all smudged and kind of rusty. Um, and then the projector light, as soon as you pick it up, the woman moves and she's like halfway under the sea, repeating the same message over and over. I like seeing this happen. I'm gonna across in the tiki bar and try to come to like the shore and get a little closer. Yeah, you come closer and now all of you hear the message. The walls are crumbling. Human, not mermaid. The bomb. Uh, do we still see Camilla under there or has she surfaced? Um, yeah, I think Camilla, you would surface after you pick it up. Yes. Yeah. And I'd probably take it to William <clears throat> to see if he knows anything about this since he's from here. Okay, you all walk back to the main group and you ask Wade about this. He says, oh, that looks old. I bet it's something from, oh, maybe after the 10 years war. It's been, oh, 30 years since then. Well, I'm not sure if we're as familiar with your history down here. What's the 10 years war exactly? Oh, of course. It was the war fought with the Down Under, uh, the mermaids who lived beneath Australia. And uh, we won, but at a great cost. There were many casualties on both sides. That was about when the temple started to crumble. The Temple Malvinas over here. And he points over at the big uh, structure that looks really old that's behind the, the main castle in the Mazzi. The message did mention something about crumbling walls. Yes, uh, there were some big bombs that went off right next to the castle here. And, um, you know, much of the new construction is unaffected. But the old walls, they, they crumbled in. And um, the city was flooded for many months. Hmm. Well, maybe we can take a look in the old temple, see if the... Message changes or something when we go in there. Yes, it's possible. He like touches the the triangle a little bit, and uh, there's a button on the side of it. And he pushes it, and uh, the recording turns off. Oh, okay. He pushes it again. It turns back on. He pushes it again. It's off. Hmm. Yes, this looks like one of those old school recorders. You could leave a little message for your girlfriend or something in them while you went to work. People used to have them just as a little thing on your kitchen counter. Could somebody be trying to send your family a message? I mean, it's a pretty auspicious day to be, you know. Oh, wait, no, Fender wouldn't say auspicious. <laughs> it's a weird coincidence. Yes, it is uh, quite a strange day for it to wash up on the beach naturally. I don't know. Maybe someone put it here to be found. 
Or maybe someone stepped on it. Mm. Either way, if you want to go into the temple, feel free. My family has abandoned it. There's nothing left for us there. What do you think, team? Should we go investigate? Absolutely. Always. Yes, uh, let's go. Okay, so the five of you plus Wade with Zizix in the back, <laughs> reluctantly coming along. Um, you go to check out the big crumbling castle um, and you walk up to it. There seems to be no way to get in. The front doors are collapsed. And Wade is like, come, I, I know a little way. We used to climb up here when I was a kid. And you all walk out onto sort of a, a terrace. Um, it used to be like a second or third story balcony but now, after all of the destruction, it's um, sort of leaning sideways, but you can reach it from the first floor. So you all have to hop on and climb up and sort of use the railing as a ladder to get up. And then there's like a fire escape ladder and you climb up that. And by the time you get up, you're all sweating and exhausted. It's humid here um, and it's very warm. And so you all make it up to the first floor now uh, the ground floor was where you started. The first floor, which was the second floor, but is now the first. <laughs> and the veranda is like crumbling. You have to step over big holes that have eroded in the concrete beneath you. Uh, there's kelp growing and seashells all over and little sea creatures reclaiming this area. You enter the forgotten temple, the temple of the Malvinas. What now? Y'all going in? <laughs> well, you have the key, but it's kind of hard to read. There's a bunch of rust on it. So you'd probably have to try to read the little label on the key. Or you can walk down the hallways and check out this temple, see what's in here. Uh, as you peek in, it's just sort of dark and wet. You can hear a little like drip, drip, dripping in the back. I'm going to check the hallways. I'm okay. Okay, Camilla and Chaz, you lead the, the little group of monsters into the hallway. And you see like purple and gold, velvet and velour rotting off of the walls. There's like a deep brown wood wainscoting, which is uh, not much is made out of wood down here. It was probably pretty expensive to import, but you can see it rotting off of the walls now. Um, there's two doors to your left and two doors to your right. And then in front of you, there's like a big main entrance to a ballroom. I'm just going to be grabbing some velvet and just like putting it in collecting okay. some of the material. New style. <laughs> I'll go investigate the side rooms. Okay, you go left or right first, Camilla? Chaz, I'll take left if you take right. Sounds like a point. Okay, so you walk into the first room on the left, Camilla, and you see it's sort of like a entryway, like coat hanging room. There's like little jackets that are molding off of the hangers inside of the big closet. There's like a little um, front desk area, like where a coat check person would stand. 
um, you see little tags that were on the coats and uh, rotting on the on the table. Okay, you do a quick peek in here. Do you want to do a more thorough search or just check the next room? I'll check the coat pockets. Maybe they have some spare change. Okay, you reach in, you check the coat pockets. You find a few hastily crumpled notes that you stuff into your pocket to check out if you want. You find a $5 bill that looks like it's from uh, maybe 40, 50 years ago. Um, it's got the little King Namatsi who looks to be much younger in this photo than the King Namatsi who you just met. Okay, Chaz, you move into the first room on the right and you see a big bathroom. It's got three individual stalls inside and then like a hand washing place. And it's all made out of this like uh, shiny polished marble, but much of it is broken. Like uh, one of the stalls is open and the toilet is smashed in. And uh, one of the sinks is completely gone. And just there's like a little drip of water from the old faucet. Hmm. I call out, uh, anyone in here? <laughs> you hear echoing from the drips behind it. Anyone in here? Anyone in here? Right. Uh, continue down. Okay, you continue down to the second uh, door on the right-hand side. Inside, there is... Um, what looks like it used to be a little tavern, like uh, there's three or four tables, there's a little um, uh, bar area, and then there's like a, a big rack, which looks like it used to be full of bottles, but there's only two or three left and they're empty of liquid. You see a little bit of like brownish liquid in the bottom of one of the bottles. Ooh, I'm gonna go to the bar and uh, check under it, go behind it. Okay, you see under and behind, there are a few more bottles that have not been emptied. Uh, things that look like mixers and stuff like that. And um, there's like a little fridge that uh, the front door has been torn off and closed back again. Check the fridge. Okay, you pull it open. It's still cold. There's still power running in this place. Um, but the fridge has a, a moldy box of leftovers in it. Weird. Hmm. Okay, Camilla. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chaz. Oh, I just going to say I'm going to grab some of the mixers and stuff. Okay, you grab a big bottle of grenadine and another one that looks like a uh, soda. They're both unopened. <laughs> Camilla, you have grabbed the $5 bill and a few other notes from the pockets of the coats. Um, you pop back into the hallway. Are you headed into the second room? Yeah, I'm heading to the second room. Okay. The second room is a big, uh, like a bath um, that's recessed in the middle and around the edges. There's like uh, chairs and little towel areas. Uh, it looks like this is the sort of place where you can like take a communal bath before you walk in. Or maybe there's like a little uh, altar on the side with a few like rotten flowers and a little bowl with some stuff in it. Maybe this was sort of like a ritual religious element to it too. I bet this place was really fun a few decades ago. It looks like it.
investigate the altar. Okay, you walk up to the altar and it's got sort of two levels to it. Um, the first one is close to the window and it looks like there's the remains of uh, an incense. And on the back of the altar is carved like a deer um, running in the woods with trees. It looks alive. And then on the second one, you see um, the back of it is covered with like a hunter and you see it shooting at the deer and the deer looks dead. Um, and down here, there's like a, a platter that looks like maybe a food plate. You could put an offer in here. You can roll me a flight roll if you want to try and recognize the sort of religion here. First, I want to I wanna kind of call around the room and see if anyone's in here. Okay, what do you say? I, hello, is anyone here? Hello, hello, anyone here? Echoing along the sides of the walls. Um, many of them are wood, many of them are like polished marble, so sound travels far in here. You can hear your friends rustling about in the other rooms, or laughing at something, or a bender in the hallway tearing down the velvet. You said there was a flower on the altar? Yes, there's like, uh, it looks like a white and pink rose that is dried and desiccated, but still together on the altar. Can I pocket that before trying to recognize the religion? Yeah, um, so you have one dried white flower, white rose. Cool. Now, go ahead and take my flight roll. A 16. Uh, you're actually really familiar with this one. It's sort of similar to an ancient Greek tradition of Demeter. Um, this is the worship of um, the Eleusinian themes. Um, this is like pretty common to a cult of Demeter, uh, which is actually a pretty popular monsters religion. Um, you maybe had a friend back home whose parents were into it. All right, I'm gonna continue on, meet back up with Wade and we'll, or uh, Chaz and we'll head for the ballroom. Okay, so you head back into the hallway. Um, everyone at this point comes into the hallway, right? Or are some of you waiting outside? I'll come in. Okay, um, so you all meet up in the hallway. Um, Chaz and Camilla, you wanna share anything about the rooms? I go, uh, look at this. I have the little uh, mixer and the soda. <laughs> Yeah, I got some velvet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna show them the flower and say it looks like someone was here recently. Is this flower was laid there recently? Yeah, I think there might be power here. There's a fridge that was still cold around the place. So are y'all gonna keep uh, searching here, or did you get what you came for? Well, kind of just more questions now, is it? I don't, I don't know. I think we have to keep looking. It's still one more room. <laughs> is there a squatter in these ruins? Wait, do you guys tend to have squatters here? Well, I wouldn't know. I haven't been back in many years, but I suppose it's possible. Someone could be living here. 
I don't blame them. There's a lot of free stuff in here. Why not? It's just rotting. It's a pretty classic monster aesthetic going on here, too. Did you ever think that whoever's here maybe doesn't want to be disturbed? Are you scared of, like, danger or, like, dying? <laughs> oh, I already did that. I'm good. Again. <laughs> well, you all are walking and talking, and you're coming closer to this big ballroom at the end of the hallway. And um, you all hear something. It's like a little inside the ballroom. But the, the marble walls echo it around. Ooh. I'm going to get low and then continue going forward sneakily. You move a little closer. You cross the threshold into the ballroom and you hear it again. And then you hear a door slam. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Y'all aren't scared yet? <laughs> nah. It's not gonna hurt me. <laughs> yes, sir. I suppose we need to find out. I will have to tell my father something about this place. Oh yeah, we have the prince with us. They'll, they'll come looking for us, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm sure people saw us coming up here and are making notes about it and telling my father right now that I am off doing something I shouldn't be again. <laughs> so are we gonna get so by me? No, no, no. It will be fine. Um, if there's somebody in here, we need to find out what's happening. And um, <clears throat> in the name of Castle Namazi, I demand you come out. Nothing. Do we know which door we heard closed? <clears throat> you can roll me flight if you want to see if you can figure that out. You see in the ballroom, there are maybe five, six doors in the back and on the sides. Some of them look rusted shut and not able to be opened. Oh, Bender, you think about it and then your ears fall off. So you have to worry about that for a second. Try to get your ears back on. Um, Lily, you think it was one of the left two doors. You're not sure exactly which one, but you're pretty sure it came from the left side of the ballroom. I'm going to go attempt to open one of them. Okay, you reach the first one and you turn the handle and it's locked. Uh, anybody who's also near, they will also want to check out the other one. I think this one's locked. Hmm. Yeah, check out the other one. Well, you could do it, well. What was that? Who's gonna check the other door? Uh, me, I suppose. All right, Camilla, you walk up and you turn the doorknob and this one is also locked. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder, without that key that we found. Okay, you bust out the key and you stick it into the lock and you turn it and it opens. You hear the door creak open like it hasn't been opened in a long, long time. Do you go in? It's very dark inside and you can hear water dripping. You can see sort of the vague shadow of a bed. 
Does anyone have night vision? Hmm. How is this a good idea? I mean, bad ideas are fun. <laughs> it's an adventure. Does anyone have a light of any kind? Hmm. I do not. I don't think Lily would have anything on her with the bikini. Can I don't think a horn like or a balloon animal would help in this situation. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Bender, what was that? Oh, uh, could we look around and see if there's anything to like light up or? Yeah. Ooh, work I don't know if we need to exactly bring a big old fire into the situation. <laughs> <laughs> you look around and you do see a torch on the wall, and there's also an oil lantern, uh, but that might be kind of difficult to get off of the wall. Bender will grab a torch and like bring it over. <laughs> okay. It's all right. We'll be safe. We've got a giant woman on our side. <laughs> Pat's cool. Sorry. Chaz, how do you react? I'm um, giving a wide berth from the torch and the open flame. <laughs> okay, you step back and maybe you're checking some stuff out in the ballroom. Um, not necessarily going into the small room with the torch. <laughs> Bender, you light this torch up and you walk into the room. And you see... Um, this room has two twin beds, and they're close to each other, but separated by a nightstand. Um, it doesn't look like these two people were romantically involved. Uh, one bed has uh, a corpse in it, a skeleton, um, covered in, like, black lace that has been rotting for centuries here. Um, they've got, like, a black hood and, like, black satin pillow and, like, a long, draping, gothic dress, and their belt is, like, covered in bones. And you see them wearing, like, ornate bone jewelry, um, like, made out of what looks like some human finger bones, some mermaid scales, um, bones of lots of different kinds of creatures on this body. And in the other bed, you see uh, a similar skeleton, but this looks to be a mermaid skeleton. They have their tail form. Um, so not, no clothes on the bottom half of their body, but on the top half, they have like a leather jacket, which is half rotted as well. Um, in the room, you can also see a little vanity with some like pots and then a little um, desk on the other side that looks like it has a few notebooks and a couple of drawers. Creepy. It's pretty spooky. Hey guys, there's dead people in here. Just as I thought. <laughs> Camilla, do you walk into this room? Yeah, I'll join him in the room. Okay, um, as soon as you see the clothes on the woman who's in there, uh, you got the closest look at the, the recording of the woman. You think this is the same person. She's human, got regular legs and shoes and everything, and she's wearing that same sort of like black lacy dress that she was in the recording. Um, you didn't realize it was black before because the recording was all holographic, but now that you see it, you recognize that this is the same one. I'm going to take the recording out and play it again to compare. 
Okay, you pop it up and this image, she's got the same sort of like hat on. You can see the like back of her cloak in the background. It definitely looks like her. Save us. The walls are crumbling. Human, not mermaid. A bomb went off. Bones cannot seal it. I want to poke at the corpse. Okay, you go give it a poke. And a corpse this old, you'd expect the bones to sort of fall apart and not be connected anymore at a poke at the corpse, but um, it all seems to stay very connected. It almost moves together and moves back. Like it doesn't want to be disturbed from its final resting place. Don't like the it's look of that. Okay, not for nothing, you really are the bravest gargoyle I've ever met. This is the spookiest shit I've ever seen. As you say that, you see um, the skull of the necromancer shift a little and look at you, Bender. I'm gonna hide behind Camilla. I put my arm out around you protectively. Could I just cuddle in? Camilla, did you turn off the recording or is it still playing? Um, it's still playing. Okay, you see the skull of the necromancer mouthing the words along with. You recognize it saying, save us. The walls are crumbling. I'm human, not mermaid. The bomb went off, but my skeletons, our bones cannot seal it. We will drown. As you say that, you look around this room, you can see water stains on the wallpaper all the way up to the ceiling. You see the desk, all the books on it, totally waterlogged. And you look over to the side and part of the walls of this room are crumbling open. You can see um, some of the, hall the hallway behind. I... I think we should be a little bit nervous. Corpses don't usually move. Yes. There were many <laughs> necromancers involved in the fight in the war. We brought some people over from the human side to help us. Many of them died in the attack on the city. It was the counterattack that won us the war here. But I know necromancers, death is not so easy. Perhaps we can offer her some rest, repose after death. How do we help her move on? Um, well, we I don't know. And ask her questions. Yes, we could. Do you know how to talk to the dead bender? Do well, you do with Sarah a lot, right? Yeah. I don't know. Give it a try. You see, the corpse of the necromancer is still like mouthing along with the words. Okay, so like I know that, that Sarah like goes into me like spirit. Can I like try to put my hand in the corpse and see if I can like reach into its spirit? Absolutely. 
You touch your hand to the center of this corpse. You push down a little bit, apply some pressure. You feel the chest cavity of the necromancer open up as if it was waiting for this kind of touch. It sort of absorbs your hand in and you feel it close around a string, knuckle bones, maybe a bracelet. You grab it and you pull it back out of the corpse. You open your hand and you've got this like stringed bone bracelet that comes out of the necromancer. And as you pull it back, you hear her uh, sort of like sucking air into the like desiccated lungs of the corpse. She's like desperate, like <laughs> sucking it in. And then all of a sudden she snaps her head towards you and she says, thank you, I am released. And then the bones turn into dust, just crumble. And you are like holding the skeleton, uh, the little bone bracelet right above the corpse, like, that is not what I expected. <laughs> Usually it's more horny when I do it. <laughs> Just gonna hold it up. <laughs> okay, you all see this like bone. Um, it looks like it's made out of human knuckles and some mermaid knuckles as well. So that's a thing that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you gave her her final rest. I'm sure her soul will bless you in the next world. What about the other one? Um, you look at the other one, Camilla. Uh, do you want to touch the corpse? I'll touch the corpse. Okay, you put your hand on it, and you feel the stone in your fingers being pulled towards the center of it. And you reach in and you feel cold steel? A sharp blade. It almost cuts you. It would have if you didn't have stone for skin. And you close your hand on the blade of this knife, dagger, and you pull it out of the center of this corpse. And uh, you see the corpse similarly suck in air, and then it breathes out, my oath is complete. And you pull this like cool silver dagger uh, out of the center of this corpse. It's got like a rotted black leather pommel on it. The second it comes out of the chest, it crumbles to ash also. I wince a little bit as I grab the blade, but I yank it out and I kind of examine it in my palm to take a closer look at it. It is like a ritual dagger. It's ornate. It's jeweled. It's got like a little red and green gemstone inlaid in it. Um, and they sort of have a, a deer motif around them. You can see it's like maybe from the cult of Demeter. Connections with the altar, perhaps? Possibly. Bender, are you putting the bracelet on? I probably would, yeah. Okay, you put this cool little bone bracelet onto your wrist and you feel sort of like a power radiating from it. It almost burns, tingles, you're not sure. But suddenly you feel called to throw it on the ground. Do you leave it on? Do you toss it? Uh, I guess I'll just like, you know, rip it off my wrist and go, ah! 
you toss it on the ground and the bracelet turns into a skeleton. A hand comes out of the floor, shoulders, a whole torso. There's suddenly a bony, chittering skeleton um, putting its bones together right in front of you. And it says, yes, your command. I'm gonna look at everybody else in the room like, y'all seeing this shit? <laughs> yeah, everyone sees the skeleton. <laughs> well, what's your name there, Mr. Skeleton Man? I have no name. I am a bone servant. See why they call you that. <laughs> it looks to Bender and says, Am I needed? What do you do? Anything you command. I am your humble bone servant. It gives you a little bow. Do you know what happened here? Yes. I can tell you. I'm gonna look over and wave. Okay. And with this cliffhanger, we will learn the secrets of the bone skeleton. I think we have to end it, friends. It's time. Mm. All right. <laughs> okay, you got into some cool stuff. Uh, it wasn't what I expected at all, as always with monsters, but I hope you enjoyed exploring the moldy castle. Yeah, it was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, you all <laughs> spent a little fun time with your little monster booze too. That was cool. I gotta, I gotta know what this bone surface deal is. <laughs> Listen, me too. I need a little time to write that. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. So let's remind everyone who we are. Let's start on the other side with Roxy this time. Um, you can introduce yourself. Tell us your links. Uh, my name is Roxy Moth. I played Camilla the Thunder today. You can find me on Twitter at Roxy Moth. That's Roxy with two X's and an I E. I hope you'll give me a follow. Awesome. Ricky X. I'm Ricky XX Rails, and you can see me on Twitter at Ricky XXX Rails. Cool. Girlbot Div. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div. Uh, my name is my.com, and I'm Girlbot Div on most sites. Cool. Dahlia. I am Dahlia Von Knight, and you can find me on Twitter at D Von Knight with a K, triple X. And Violet. I'm Violet October on Twitter, Violet October X on Instagram, and yeah. All right, cool. Catch us next Tuesday with the extended beach episode for um, Class Hellcurst. And then the Tuesday after that will be another extended beach episode for the Class Unknown, where we will find out what's happening with this bone monster. <laughs> um, we stream every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash Judge. And then on Thursdays, we do a restream of the previous stream, and that's at twitch.tv slash suede collective. Uh, Dave, do you want to do a little suede plug? Sure. Uh, suede is a mutual aid organization by sex workers for sex workers. Uh, we give out harm reduction supplies, contraceptives, mutual aid grants, and all sorts of assistance for sex workers in need. Um, if you want to donate or learn more, more go to suedecollective.org. Cool. Throw a couple bucks our way. Uh, we do some really good work. So thanks for watching, Monsters, everybody, and we will see you next week. Good night, y'all. Bye. Bye.